Hey guys, and welcome again to Branch Ministries to part two of Overcoming Pornography and Addictions and Bad Habits in general. On our previous episode, if you have not listened to it, we went through a series of how uh, the medical state of the mind when we watch pornography with dopamine releases, with uh, the impact on what we call the vital forces, uh, as written by Ellen White. And we also examine just how one path leads to depression sin and death and another path leads to strengthening our frontal lobes and thomas has, ta thomas has taught us that the frontal lobes is our seat of reasoning where, where we're able to make decisions and we can think clearer and so thomas welcome again uh glad to have you i think now we're getting to the meat and potatoes of this thing i pray that by the grace of god he will give us the tools that are necessary to set the captives free and so with that being said you know let's talk about what is the ultimate cure the ultimate, we know it's, we know it's Jesus. We, this blood of Jesus is nothing like it. But let's just talk about in practical terms, what the Bible has to say about the ultimate cure for our bad habits and desires. And what example did Jesus himself leave behind for us to be overcomers? Let's talk about it. Amen, amen, amen. Maybe to, to, to get started in it, we can open with uh, James 4, verse uh, 7 to 10. And uh, it gives us some, uh, you know, some things to think about. And uh, I'm just talking uh, New Testament. <laughs> okay, there we go. We're there. Um, is it okay if I, if I start? Yeah. Awesome. So James 4, verse 7 to 10 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep, and let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Oh, praise God. Amen, amen. And it's, it's kind of really loaded. And I think the 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 the, the biggest blow in, in, in this is like, the first part of it, which talks about submitting ourselves to God. Mm -hmm. you know? What does that mean to submit yourself to God? Exactly, exactly. And I think um, this is the foundation of, you know, overcoming, you know, that we can talk about so many practical things. We can talk about, you know, uh, I remember in the last episode, you were talking about, you know, for example, if you find yourself, you tend to gossip whenever you're in the lunchroom where other people are, maybe it's a good idea to avoid the lunchroom. And as much as that is a practical thing and you should be, uh, you know, applying things like that, the foundation is not necessarily avoiding certain places or, you know, putting filters on your phone or on your computer. The foundation starts with submitting ourselves to God. Mm. Because the Bible says, um, I believe this is in a Roman six. Uh, so environment. Oh man, I, I need to exercise so that my brain is sharp. <laughs> Where to find this text? Um, but I believe it's in uh, Romans, uh, Romans 6, yes. Mm -hmm. It says, Romans 6, 16, it says, Know you not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, ye servants are ye to obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. So pretty much, there's no neutral uh, neutral place where you can just say, ah, oh, I'm not, you know, submitting myself to God and I'm not also submitting myself to the devil. It's like, 
it's either one of the two. Either you submit it to right to God and right, and the result is righteousness, or you're submitted to you know your carnal nature and everything and the devil. And obviously, the result is an expression of our carnal natures, right? Our lustful desires. Right. And so here we're given a, a a practical action, like hey, just start by submitting yourself to God. Actively choose God. You know, mm, actively it's a align. It's a decision. Yes. And it's an active decision, not a passive decision. Wow. It also says in verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, help me with this because if I'm a sinner and I, I feel that guilt and that shame, the, in my mind, my flesh is saying, stay away from God. You're not worthy. You know, you're unclean. But here it's saying to draw near to God. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the time that we most need God is when we're messed up. True. And we always <laughs> want to fix ourselves before we come to church or fix ourselves before we finally decide to accept Jesus. It's, it's so contrary to the flesh. Exactly. Exactly. If you try to fix yourself up before you come to God, you will never come to God. Because Mercy. you can't Bro, you're preaching to the choir right now because I remember times where I was just struggling and I went to listen to podcasts and psychologists and Eckhart Tolle and all of these worldly philosophical, philosophical things trying to find the way, you know, I failed every single time. And it wasn't until, for me, it needed prayer and fasting. The two combo that I find that's a one-two punch. Amen. Prayer is one thing. The fasting, I don't know what it does. I don't care what it does. God said do it. I do it and it works. Mm -hmm. Where in humility, I just come to God and say, listen, God, I am filthy. I am wretched. I'm poor. I'm miserable. I'm blind. I am naked. And I need you to clothe me with righteousness because I can't do it on my own. I tried. I failed. And so, Lord, take this from me. It's that simple. But we overcomplicate it. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, we, we talk about let's do the 21 steps or let's let's do AA, which are all great things to have. Mm -hmm. But God has given us an easier path to okay. say, draw nigh unto me and cleanse your hands, you sinners. Exactly. And to purify your heart. And the exactly. amazing thing is that he's the one that does it purify. We can't. Exactly. And I also think in a very practical way, that same text, when he says, draw near unto God, and he will draw near unto you. God is saying, make the active decision to draw near unto me. So in a very practical sense, like, let's make really make it practical, you know, please, young please. people love things which are practical. And you know, our, some of our, our audience is young, you know, you, I have times where I have a, a lingering thought and I can sense that I'm being tempted right now. And I have the option to draw nigh to God through, uh, you know, going to pray, you know, plugging in my earphones and putting my audio Bible um, or even just like listening to a sermon or just like listening to wholesome music, Christian music. Mm -hmm. So um, you are actively choosing the things exactly. that you're putting into your brain, into your frontal lobe that you were talking about in the previous episode exactly exactly or you have the option of like ah you know what that pop-up that was interesting <laughs> you know let me just check it out or you have a, uh when you're feeling just like you know low or lonely or just bored you also have the option of just like, let me just go on my instagram feed and just like mm -hmm. you know just like scrolling aimlessly you know without yes. a plan what are you don't even know why you're doing that you just think oh i'm just like you know winding up time so we always have those options where there are certain things that we're 
that we can do that draw us nigh to God or that draw us away from God. Wow, wow, wow. That's the second half of it. Because we see the first part in the verse, but implicit in that if we don't draw nigh to God, God, we're drawing away from me. And, and it's, 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 it's very uh, important for us, you know, in the last episode, we talked about a war and there's good two sides in the world, good and evil. Yes. It's always important to realize in every aspect of life that there, there are two polar extremes which are at place, you know. Sometimes we think we're in a neutral place, right? Mm-hmm. We think, oh, uh, if I have not actively chosen God, I'm just standing here. Yeah. I'm not with God, but I'm I'm not with the devil, you know. But we remember that we are in a war zone, we're on a battlefield. Exactly. So imagine a soldier with a gun in his hand with an army in front of him saying, Nope, I'm not on the battlefield. I'm not yeah. fighting anymore. <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna happen? To any side. <laughs> What's gonna happen to him? <laughs> you know, when we we see the Joshua back in the old testament, he sees like this this figure, this person. And the question that he asked this person, like, he's like, are you for us or are you, are you against us? You know? Mm-hmm. And then he ended up realizing that this was like um, Christ himself who had came to fight for their armies. But pretty much Joshua realized that when, you, when you're in a war and you see someone and they're armed, you're not like, are you, you know, the UN, yeah. the peace, <laughs> where they're neutral. You assume the worst because if you don't recognize them, they're the enemy. Yeah, yeah. That's so deep. So we have to make a conscious decision. There's exactly. no, you're saying there's no middle ground. There's no there's black no middle and white. There's no, exactly. exactly. You know, you're either with the army of God or exactly. have mercy. Lord have mercy. The army of Satan. And I'm not afraid to admit it. I've exactly. been pulled into that darkness before. Exactly. We've all exactly. gone through that. I'm, I'm serving as an elder. Titles mean nothing. Pastor doesn't mean nothing. Exactly. Your know, conference leader means nothing. Exactly. Everyone is open and susceptible to these attacks. Exactly. When you talk about pastors, there was this survey which was done in the U.S. I think it was, um, I don't want to misquote uh, which, uh, which, what was the source. I, I, I don't remember if it was. Uh, so, Just give us a gist. Yeah. yeah. But the gist is they found that like up to 50% of pastors, they struggle with pornography. 50? Yeah. This is just like across denominations. Right. Wow. So it doesn't mean anything. Oh, um, and we should have sympathy for our pastors. Right? You know, to be honest, I think other Pray 50 might, past- the, the other Sorry? 50 might, the other 50 just might be lying. I, I'm not going to yeah. say, I'm not yeah. judging <laughs> because maybe they're thinking someone's going to read it afterwards and yeah. check it out. But yeah. I honestly, everyone is struggling with this, my brother. Exactly. Exactly. Whether consciously or unconsciously, you mentioned about exactly. the childhood traumas. That exactly. we, we, we tend to focus on the symptoms, but not exactly. the actual root cause exactly. of it. Exactly. I, I love that you mentioned about the, the school of emotional healing and, and the fact that, you know, we have to really pray and ask God. And it's just a beautiful uh, prayer that I love doing where, you know, the Lord is described in the Bible as uh, seven eyes, you know, the eye, seven eyes of the spirit of God, which go around the earth. But basically he's trying to emphasize the fact that God is omnipotent. That God knows everything and God sees the hearts and the intentions of his children. And so when we think that we can come to church or, um, you know, go up go at a regular days, if we don't go to church in our workplace and act like we're not struggling with something, you know, it, it's really depriving us of the opportunity to experience true freedom. And that's a lie from the pit of hell, because as we talk about this thing, 
the demons, their powers have no more hold on us. The hold is breaking down before our very eyes in this moment because of the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And speaking and, of Jesus Christ, go, sorry, let me cut you off. Amen. Amen. Something which I really love, you know, in that uh, text we're talking about, you say it's resist the devil. Uh, it says, says, submit therefore yourself to God. And once you submit yourself to God, it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Mm. Can you imagine? Like, mm. <laughs> Can you imagine being on a, on a, on a, on a, on a war zone mm-hmm. with your guns, you're fully armored, and you know, your enemy, as you flee from him, he begins to run the opposite way. And here's the kicker. When he runs the opposite way, you're still able to go forward and conquer and accomplish the mission that you were set out to do. Amen. Amen. Where else has it ever happened? That doesn't make sense. It's illogical. Amen. What does it mean? It's because, as in Joshua's situation, the Lord was fighting the battle for him. I want us to to read Exodus 14, verse 14, real quick before we move on. I think it's so fitting. In the book of Exodus... Chapter 14, 14. The, the, I'll wait for you to find it there. Second book in the Bible. I'm over there now. Exodus 14, 14 says, The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And it is so important because we think sometimes that we're alone in this fight that we're the only one facing this and that God doesn't know what we're experiencing and he's so distant and out there, but says the Lord will fight for you. Just hold your peace. Amen. 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 I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, going on with another text, another, you know, uh, please, man, this is how we, this is how we fight the enemy right here with the, with the word of God, the sword of the spirit. Amen. 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 You know, John 5, verse 30. Maybe you can open open over in John 5, 30. Mm-hmm. I got it here. Uh, I'm just going to get there. I'm almost there. John is in the New Testament. It reads, um, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Wait a minute. This is read in my Bible. This is Jesus talking? This is Jesus himself. Jesus is saying, I can of myself do nothing? Nothing. What? Except as I hear, I judge. And, and he says that I seek not my own will, but mm. the will of my father who has sent me. So obedient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if Jesus himself, who was God, you know, he was so dependent upon his father. He said, mm. myself, I do nothing except whatsoever my father tells me. Except whatsoever my father wills is what I, I will. Yes. I think it's, it's, uh, it, it should take us for reflection to really think about, like, if God himself, you know, when he came upon earth, this was... How much more do we... How much more us, you know? Um, and it just... You know, I, I, and when I, when we're talking about this, right, I want our audience to know that, like, we're not talking about this from a high place and you're down there where, you know, we have, um, we have, we have, we have arrived. 
No, yeah, we're far from it every day. Lord, I, I pray okay. and I say I'm a sinner. Lord, okay. search my heart. Please give me a new heart. This is a daily, it's a daily walk, bro. Exactly. exactly. And the last thing that we can do is say, I have arrived. I am holier than thou. I have ascended and transcend. That is exactly when the enemy is going to come in and just knock you right back down. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Exactly. And really, honestly, it boils down to like constantly be asking yourselves, like, um, what's God's will in this scenario? Like, am I seeking God's will? Am I am I doing anything with myself? Or am I as the as the Father speaks, I do, you know. And you know, talking about this same experience which Jesus had, he says, as my father speaks, so I do, as um, I do the will of my father. He was constantly in communication with his father, you know, praying, you know, and meditating upon the scriptures. You talked about praying, you talked about fasting. And he also says that he wants us to live the same life. You know, when he was going back to heaven, he said, I don't live here as often, but I shall send the comforter, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and he shall lead you into what? Into all truth, into truth. Um, and pretty much the same experience, God wants us to live the same experience where of ourselves, we do nothing, but whatsoever the Spirit of God, you know, leads us into, that's what we do. He, wa- he wants us to constantly be, you know, when we wake up in the morning, let's pray for that baptism of the holy spirit you know when mm-hmm. when you're at work when you're whatever and that really um when the temptation comes man you're covered man like the holy spirit will lead you into all yes. will expose to you you know when you feel like oh you're gonna have a good time the holy spirit will let you know that hey you're re-uploading enemy software into your mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned malware <laughs> virus is on the last one i I love that analogy because it's so true it's so practical you know you get a virus on your computer what happens it slows down it starts glitching it crashes i remember when i had windows we call it the blue screen of death (laughs) blue screen of death have mercy so many object lessons it goes deep since you're right there uh, john uh, chapter 5 i'm gonna read john chapter 6 verse 33 where it says uh for the bread of god is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. The bread of God gives us life. And I think of the bread of God, I think of the word. We're quoting scripture right now. And it's so important that we plant those scriptures in our heart. The Bible right. said to study, to show thyself approved unto God as a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And the thing is that once we have that word in our heart, the Bible also says, sanctify them with thy truth. Thy word is truth. So the whole idea of sanctification, it doesn't just come and say, oh, I've been baptized. Life is good. I'm perfect. No, 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 no. You're for a rude <laughs> awakening. Because every day, as my brother said, it's Lord, baptized with the Holy Spirit. Lord, give me your daily bread. Give me a fresh word, a fresh manna from the, from the showbread of heaven, table of showbread in heaven, so that I can be equipped so as Jesus, because remember when Jesus was tempted, and we can talk about this in another episode, when he was tempted, his response was, it is written. Amen. He was quoting scripture to the devil. Amen. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Amen. And I think that's such a beautiful analogy. And just Christ himself, as you mentioned, as God, listens to what the Father said. And at the same token, 
he was studying the word of God because that's the only way he knew. It was written. Exactly. He studied exactly. it. Exactly. That's how he could descend from other voices. That this is the voice of the father and this is the voice of the enemy. It's beautiful. Amen. You have any other scriptures there, brother? The more scriptures, the better. Amen. John 6, verse 33. So just like a flipping. Yeah, we just read that John. one. I think uh, you got another one after that? Oh, yes, yes, yes. My, my apologies. Um, Matthew 4, verse 4. Matthew 4, okay. You actually uh, alluded to that when you're talking about. Oh, how mercy! I didn't realize. <laughs> Praise God. Matthew four verse four talks about it uh, when Christ was faced with a situation uh, from the tempter from the devil. He'd say, "It is written," and and I think uh, this boils down to um, something very powerful. It's not just like you just saying it is written. Hmm. The fact that you say it is written. And he was not reading any scripture. It means he, it was memorized. Mm, that's deep. Because he was in the wilderness. He didn't have his Torah or his Bible with him. It was exactly. in his mind, in his frontal lobe. No, exactly. Come on and now. There's something so powerful about that. But before I go into it, uh, from the science, mm -hmm. let's look at a related text. Is a, a Psalm 119, 119. Mm -hmm. That's a big verse, song. Uh, nine and verse eleven. Okay. It's kind of verse nine is a question. Uh, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? It's kind of like how you know in the world where we are, how shall a young man keep his way pure, man? It's like with pornographic images everywhere, you know. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on; he gives the answer by taking heed thereto according to your word. And then in verse eleven, it says, "Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you." Wow! Praise. Pretty Lord. much over here, you know, it's saying that how can I, you know, how can I, you know, prove myself? How can I keep my 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 way clear? And and mm -hmm. the Bible says, you know, by taking heed according to your word. And then your word have I hid in my heart. Your word have I memorized in my heart. Keep in mind too, it's not talking about the heart that goes boom, boom, boom. boom. It's yeah, talking yeah. about the mind, exactly. again, exactly. the brain, yea, exactly. even the frontal lobe. We're going back to it. <laughs> and you know, most of the times when the Bible refers to the heart, it's actually referring to a frontal lobe. The reason why it's referring it to the heart, you know, in our regular language, you use the heart being connected with our emotions, right? And our our deepest, uh, the things which are most important to us, where we talk about, you know, I love you from the bottom of my heart, you know? Uh, we're trying to express that, like, you know, with all my mind and everything that I can, uh, I can feel in myself, yeah. that's how much I love you. And here, that's why it's saying, like, I have hid it in, in my heart, like in the in my frontal lobe. So it's, beautiful. It's, it's so dear to me. And but what you're really doing when you're memorizing scripture, right? You know, in the previous ep episode, we talked about how when you're, you know, you're, you've gotten into the train of pornography, masturbation, and all that stuff, there's some um, brain pathways of bad habits which have actually been physically formed. You mentioned the pathways, like the like the the trails that get wider and wider the more you walk on them. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. The harder it becomes to like to, to stop doing it, now becomes autopilot to just find yourself in bad habits. The remedy to it is rewiring your brain, making new paths. And if you have ever been in the bush, right? If you start to make a new path and you stop using the old path, eventually new vegetation comes and it takes over the old path. And eventually there won't be an old path anymore. You'll have a new path that you're now using. So are you, saying, are you saying the neurons are similar 
in terms of they can grow back? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And so um, what happens is you're actually able to form new pathways when you form new habits. And one of the habits that you can do, which can aid you in this in winning this war, is like memorizing scripture. The more you memorize scripture, the easier it becomes to memorize more scripture. And the more scripture you memorize and you ask him for the Holy Spirit, it says that he shall bring into remembrance everything I have taught you. This is John 16, I believe, uh, John 16, 3. Mm -hmm. It says when the Holy Spirit is upon you, he'll yes. bring to remembrance everything Jesus has taught you through his word. So when you're in a place of temptation, He'll bring to remembrance, you know, those texts that we Powerful. talked about in the, in the last uh, episode where he talks about Bible promises like God mm -hmm. is able to, to deliver you. God will deliver you with exceeding joy. So that's another habit. As, as you're saying that, I'm reminded that most of the songs written by David are actually songs. Exactly. He had his harp, he had his lyre, and he was making music to the Lord. And we sing some of those songs. I'm not a singer, but <clears throat> I'll try a thing. You know, the one song that goes... Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. You know, and, and we, we, we read the words, but David was struggling, and he was writing these songs to God, and the scriptures was in his mind, and it meditated in his mind, and it, he remembered it easier. And so sometimes we, we, we try to look at the Bible like we study for exam. And, you yeah, know, yeah, for yeah. God so loved the world. That's <laughs> great. We can also put music to that to make it Amen. to amplify Amen. its effect. Amen. And so it, it sticks, as you mentioned, the path. So those paths get bigger and wider for the good reason. And they're exactly. rewired for the good exactly. reason with exactly. good habits. Powerful, girl. Exactly. And talking about, you know, uh, scripture in song, there's an app which I bumped into the other day. It's called Scripture Singer. It's Beautiful. done by a um, Christian school called Fountain Academy. Fountain, Fountain View Academy. It's mm -hmm. in British Columbia. And, we should uh, link have, that up in this, uh, the show notes too. Definitely, definitely. And they're beautiful scripture songs which can help you, you know, to memorize God's scripture with melody. And, um, and even just like for myself, I've found this to be super helpful when I'm going through a time where I'm really struggling with the temptation. When I just plug in my earbuds and I put on just like godly music, you know, Amen. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. And it's just like, you know, it takes you to a, a new, a new mind space where those temptations, which was seeming very strong, as, as you're hearing God's word in song, they become so weak, you know? And you're just like, wow, I should have been listening to this music a long time ago. Praise God. That's beautiful, brother. You know, I, you know, what we're uncovering here, you mentioned Fountain View Academy. I don't think we mentioned it in this episode, but for those who just tuned in, if you haven't watched the first episode, we're going through the War Plans Terrain Handbook brought to us by On Scene Media at the bottom there and their website is onscene.me and um these are practical Maybe you can spell it out u-n-s-c-e-n-e dot m-e that's the website you got dvds printed guides on there you mentioned scripture singer the app from fountain view academy these are weapons bro Amen. These are tools that God has given to his people to fight the enemy. It is biblical. 
putting scripture to song, using the Bible to, to fight the enemy, you know, and claiming God's promises, Amen. faith, prayer, and fasting, we are equipping God's people. I think, I think some ladies are going to tune into this one because this <laughs> one is going to go deep and it can set a lot of people free. So men that are listening, young men especially, if you, if you are blessed by listening to this podcast, watching this, however we're going to distribute this material, please share it with someone else so they too can be free, so they too can be blessed. And don't feel embarrassed about pornography as a subject matter of masturbation, because if whoever Christ has set free is free indeed. indeed. Amen. Amen. And you know what? When you talk about not feeling ashamed about this, it reminds me of a text like we went through last uh, last Come episode, which was in Second Corinthians ten verse six, and it talked about uh, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So pretty mm. much God is saying, like, you know what? When you have been delivered, or when you're on a path of deliverance, I want you to not just be in a passive. Uh, passive mode i want you to be in an offensive mode where you know you're like it's time to destroy the kingdom of uh, of the evil one it's time yes. you know to to bring people to deliver jesus always said the kingdom of heaven is at hand the kingdom of god is near it was because yeah. he was carrying that presence of god wherever he was and as he was sharing he was setting the captives free and i'm reminded bro that jesus says these things that i have done you can do also and even greater eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither enter the hearts of man what god has prepared for those who are called according to his purposes exactly and in all the bible all the bible you never find one spot where the bible advocates revenge except mm -hmm. in the place wow. except in this place where god is like you know what one... and the thing is he's not punishing people he's punishing the disobedience Exactly. He's punishing the sin that's afflicting his people because God exactly. loves all his people no matter what sin exactly. they commit. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, you know, if, if, if you're listening to this and you know someone would benefit from this, like, you know, just share this, share this. God wants you to be able to revenge in those times the devil was making, was, you know, just abusing you. It's now time to like take over and, and just like really know that there's deliverance in Christ. Amen. You know, there's a verse in 2 Corinthians, a couple of pages over in chapter 3, verse 18. And it talks about how we're transformed. You know, people say, how can, you know, how does it happen? Is it magic? You know, you just read a verse and then you say these words and it happens. Here's what the word of God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Just as though we look at ourselves in the mirror and we can see our physical reflection, there's a verse that Paul has where it says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives and dwells within me. So what that means is that, and another verse that comes to my mind is I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. When he's talking about this glory to glory, mm -hmm. in the same image of God by the Spirit of God, it is that it is God Himself, right? It's not, it's not Richard, it's not Thomas, it's not TK. It's God Himself who is doing the transforming through the Holy Spirit. And I think that's the most beautiful part because a lot of us think I'm gonna be a good boy today. I'll be a good boy today. You know, I'm gonna do my best. You know, yeah. you know, sometimes you can go a day. You can go a couple of days, a week, a month. 
but we always backslide because there's no power in working in our own strength. Exactly. It's only exactly. by the glory of God that he's able to dispel all of Satan's darkness. Exactly. And then we are freed and we can walk before him undefiled without any sin within our heart. Now, when we talk to other people, we can share the story of, hey, listen, the Lord has freed me. This is what he did, and he wants to do it for you. Don't be ashamed of your sin, but embrace and draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Amen, amen. I want to comment on that, that text that you brought about, you know, the, the second um, Corinthians 3 verse 18. It says, yeah, I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. I want us to use, use our imagination. You know, sometimes, you know, we read the Bible without using our brains. And the God wants us to use our imagination, wants yes. us to create a mental picture of what the text is actually saying. It says, but all we uh, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord uh, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. So it talks about, hey, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Like, so think about looking into a mirror and you're seeing Jesus in the mirror and mm-hmm. and the bible is saying as you're seeing jesus you're seeing the glory of the lord and we're going a little bit deep in the theology of what the glory of the lord is the glory of the lord you know when moses um has to see the glory of the lord what what is narrated and i believe it's in exodus exodus 33 or 34 it talks about uh long-suffering kind good and everything so when you saw the glory of the Lord, you actually saw God's character. So the glory of the Lord can be interchanged as God's character, right? So anytime mm. you see in the Bible, it's talking about the glory of the Lord. It's talking about God's character. So here it's saying like, as we behold in this mirror, as we behold at, at God, as we behold at his character, then mm. we are also changed into the same image, right? And by beholding, we become changed. So it's this like natural law that we become what we spend our time, our most time with. If we're spending most of our time meditating and studying God's character, yes. then we become more like God. If we're spending more time like watching worldly movies and watching like you know naked people in those movies, then we're gonna be you're gonna fail in pornography, right? You're gonna like end up it makes so much sense. And as you mentioned that, I think about Netflix. Oh my, I struggle with this. Yeah, because I love watching movies, and the Lord has revealed to me. Listen. There's stuff in there that as you behold it, as you're saying, it's changing you, but subconsciously. And I think of like the, the, the negative and the sinful activities that we see, whether it's the pornography or homosexuality and, and, and the rampant murders and killings and all these things that we're watching for entertainment. Yeah. But yeah. not realizing what it's doing in the background. It goes back to those trails in the bush. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So there's there's someone now in our brain knocking down paths, making the paths <laughs> that shouldn't be there, and we exactly. wonder why do I feel so sad and depressed? And exactly. I feel like dark clouds are over my head. Exactly. Exactly. You know, talk about sadness and depression and everything. We we touched a little bit about it in the other episode when we were talking about how after a certain point where you're releasing so much too much dopamine mm-hmm. up to the point where you're desensitized to pleasure. Um, and you you no more get the yeah you're just in a in a mess. One of the things in the in the process is, is like we really need to understand how the mechanism of action when these things are happening in the brain. And one of the ways to uh, counter one of the ways to overcome is to counteract the, the the biological process, right? So if we're being desensitized to pleasure when we're watching porn and everything, 
we need to start resensitizing ourselves to pleasure. Wow. And the process of resensitizing ourselves to pleasure is like finding things, innocent things, which rebring that urge of dopamine in, in a natural way, in an innocent way. And so when you're talking about like spending time, you know, meditating upon the character of Christ and like mm-hmm. by beholding, we become changed and making sure that we're uh, finding uh, surrounding ourselves with wholesome entertainment and wholesome um, in, in wholesome environment. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is, you know, Philippians 4 verse 8 says, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are good report, meditate upon these things. Yes. So we're, when we're conscious about making sure that like we are focusing on the good things and everything. And when we look at Christ, all he did was good. You know, Christ was um, always held the seek, uh, help vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. We can pick on new habits, like habits of like, you know, doing good, volunteering, exercising, doing, you know, acts of kindness to other people. Absolutely. And what it actually does, we are actually now creating new pathways of creating release of dopamine in a very healthy way. You know how, how good you feel when you do an act of kind, a random act of kindness. Mm-hmm. Someone doesn't deserve anything and you just open the door for them. Or you yes. just smile at them. It releases, you just feel good about yourself. And what's really happening at a brain level is because you're releasing dopamine. So you're now resensitizing yourself to pleasure. You're now creating new pathways where you can start to feel happy and to feel that high in healthy ways and not necessarily in, in unhealthy ways like watching porn and masturbating. So um, that's one we need to, we can't just stop. And one of the reasons why, you know, you, people go for a month, then they found themselves in the, in the same path is because you just cut out a habit, but you didn't replace it with a, with a different habit. Mm. You know what came to my mind is you're saying that there's a parable where Jesus says, once the house, meaning your body, your temple is swept and clean, and you think, oh, I'm holier than thou, and oh, I, I'm at the Mount Sinai experience. <laughs> Those same demons that left mm-hmm. come back with seven stronger demons. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned that even after we, you know, we have deliverance, and Jesus says, you are forgiven. My blood, my child is upon you. I no longer remember your sin. Now we have the duty, the responsibility to Thank build you. those pathways back up with things that are godly, things that are positive. And ultimately, as you're saying this, I'm thinking, hey, those are the Ten Commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, all your soul. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And for me, I had to like really sit down because I had to figure out like for me, one of the, uh, you know, in the last episode, we talked about like sitting down writing the things you're struggling with and writing the context in which they happen. So for me, one of the things I struggled with was like, I noticed when, whenever I ended up like going on like certain websites, I shouldn't be going on and watching porn. The context in which this always, almost always happened was when my brain was tired. Mm. And I'm not, not yet- the only one, brother. You're not the only one. That's, that's when the devil uses those times. And I'll say something after this, but please finish. Yeah, yeah. So when my brain is tired, I can't really scream right away. I, I just need to do something. And then I find this thing watching porn to be comforting. And then I had to really think about it. Like, hey, I, first of all, obviously, I had to think about like my, my work life balance. 
Like, mm -hmm. am I overworking myself to the point where I'm super tired that I cannot, you know, focus and overcome temptation? But the second thing I had to do was like, when my brain is tired, what am I going to do? I have to have an action plan way ahead of time. What habits am I going to nurture that are going to make me feel good? And I, I'm, I'm going to... Um, know that this is my default when I start noticing I'm getting tired. So I started doing things like anytime I start to feel tired, you know, I get to make myself a nice warm tea and I open a book and I read and I find it very relaxing. Thanks or God. anytime I'm, I'm, you know, I'm feeling that tired, I get my guitar and I'm learning to play guitar. And now it brings I see that in the background. Joy. You got to play us a song sometime. <laughs> That's right. Someday. <laughs> I, I get to play it and every time I'm learning something new, I never, I wasn't able to do on the last time I was like, you know, doing a jam session, it gives me a, a, a surge of dopamine because I'm like, wow, I, I cannot do something new. And now I'm, I'm using that time to nurture good habits. Like, now awesome. I can use the music to praise a lot, and, you know, to create scripture songs. And um, I'm now having dopamine release and, and innocent thing as like learning a guitar. So, you know, when we're thinking about like, you know, replacing and, and we're not just talking about scripture, you know, that all the time 24 seven, you're just going to be reading your Bible, but there's a lot of other things that you can start incorporating into your lifestyle, which like make your lifestyle my, way more interesting, way more enjoyable. Praise the Lord. And you know, as, as you're mentioning about the late nights and as a nurse, I know that you're exposed to night shift as they call the graveyard shift. I have a commercial cleaning company and I remember we had a, a contract at the airport and we were working from like 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. in the morning. And I was so tired that I was falling asleep at the wheel driving home. And I would literally take a bottle of water and dump it on my head to stay awake. And I remember times when I'm at the lights and I fall asleep at the stoplight and my, and my employees, my brother and all the people with me, wake up, wake up, you know, and I was just, just out of the zone. And I think of all the people who are working night shifts and I feel for them. But however, the Lord taught me how to capitalize in this time. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I heard his voice clearly. He's like, listen to audiobooks. Listen, as you're saying, music, positive material during those night hours. Because when you're, when you're in that zone, it's so easy to get distracted, whether it's work, you're sitting by yourself, you're on your phone, you're just weary, you're tired because maybe you're, you're, you haven't enough sleep the day before. And so it's compounding this effect. And I tell you, brother, the Lord taught me a few things in that time. One was humility. I remember pushing garbage, like tons. Think of all the airplane garbage that comes off a plane times about a thousand planes for the night, right? Tons and tons of garbage, literally pushing the stuff. And in that time, the Lord gave me an audio book of the Bible. It was a dramatized version. And I had an opportunity to listen to the entire Old Testament while I was working those night shifts and it changed my life. I was starting to sing songs as I'm pushing the garbage. And people like, are you okay? Are you on drugs? I'm like, God is good. His mercy endures forever. You know? Because the dramatized version is amazing. You hear like David, I remember David was fighting the battle and he goes, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And you hear like the, the sound of the slingshot wishing around. It's amazing, very powerful. So dramatized Bible kept me interested. And also there's another book called The Great Controversy. I struggle to read this thing. I have, I have a copy here. I struggle to read it, right? I struggle so much to read this thing because it's kind of dry in the start. It's about history. I'm just like, oh, oh, God help me. I'd fall asleep. But I'm working now, so I'm like, okay. The Lord said, go on to Audible. Uh -huh. Buy the Great Controversy. Oh, it's like, an Audible. 
I'm like, okay. I think I think it's on Audible. Pretty sure it's on Audible, or it might have been YouTube. One of the two. But I I got a copy. Um, uh-huh. and I know it's listening. also uh, the AudioVision is uh, a website called AudioVest. Audioverse as well. Good plug. Let's put that in the uh, the show yeah. notes. And I was listening to this thing, and as I listened to it, I got more interested. I was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. Why was I falling asleep the whole time? So even in the times where we feel as though we're working and we're strapped for time and we got school and this and that, I find God can always make a way if our heart is willing. And you know what he has done for me? And before I used to be sleep deprived, thank God I'm not working night shifts anymore. I prayed for a way to get out of that, but he's made me appreciate it because now I'm going to bed at nine, 10, 11 o'clock, something I've never done in years. But the beautiful thing, he's waking me up early in the morning. Like Amen. three, four, five o'clock in the morning, and I'm just sitting before the Lord and able to meditate on his word. And he's just revealing all of these wonderful, beautiful things to me. And I say, God, why was I wasting my time on exactly. porn and thinking I could get ahead with my business by staying up till three o'clock in the morning when with your principles, all I have to do is just be obedient to your will. Exactly. I have so much and honestly it's changed my life. And for habits as a, as a whole, I, I that's one of the things, one of the tools that's beyond prayer, fasting, the word, scripture songs, proper sleep. It goes a long exactly. way because it's, exactly. it's, it's tied to so many other things. Exactly. I've read that even the, the telomeres, I'm not a medical person, but even the telomeres, they have found that these, these little, you can maybe talk a more about it, but they, they, they are more preserved with the more sleep that we have. Uh-huh. And the more sleep or deprived we have, these telomeres, which are supposed to represent our span of life or quality of health, you know, because we sleep more often, we're rewarded and the body rewards us. And God has made us and designed that in that way that's so perfect and wonderful. Exactly. Exactly. And I can relate a lot, you know, to experience of this, like what long hours. This is the situation I, I am right now and kindly playing for the, for the Lord to deliver me out of that. Like where at night, I'm, you know, helping with the pandemic and everything working as a nurse mm-hmm. and the day I, I run a business i'm also a co-founder in a, in a tech business and um you know it's it's just so much sometimes i feel so tired because after i've done an eight hour shift i come during the regular work hours i do another eight hours you know like with our business uh this business happens during business hours so i have to be awake and then at the end i'm just like sleeping and you know, I started to notice that, like, you know, when your body is tired, when my body is tired, it's so hard, you know, to, to overcome temptation. And um, sometimes, like, well, first of all, you need to pray to get out of that situation. Like, I'm praying right now. Like, Lord, yes. <laughs> I love business. I love, you know, I love entrepreneurship. And that's why I'm praying that. The Lord wants to be self-sufficient. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. You know? And I, I, I strongly believe as you pray, brother, and I join you in prayer that the Lord is going to not only let you have your, your rest back again, but that yeah. he will bless you because of your obedience. And exactly. I find that the Lord uses the foolish things of this world to confound exactly. the wise. What do you mean if I sleep better and my profits will go up? That exactly. makes no sense. Exactly. But he's exactly. done it for me. I believe he can do it for you and anyone else listening. Listen, this is exciting. We're coming up to about two hours, part two on this thing. I don't know if you have the stamina or the energy, brother. We have one more hour. And then the last hour is going to expose Lucifer. I think this is going to be the crux of it all. So may God give us strength. Um, Guys, thank you for tuning in for part two of how to overcome pornography and addictions and bad habits. 
but we got to put a, put a little pause right here because we don't want you to be worn out. And so we want to say, we want to thank you and praise the Lord for revealing these tools that he's given us through his word and through his testimonies that we can use as men, as women of God to break these habits. So may God bless you and please tune in to part number three. You do not want to miss it. God bless you guys.